2: Ah, ah we're back it's
3: behind the bastards Sophie I'm going to do that many more times um you know I I think the audience likes that just like they like my my flawless Boston accent they also like updates from my life so I want to let them know I finished decorating my living room you know ever since I got my house I've been wondering what to do now that I have a TV with this this huge screen in the middle of of my life because it didn't feel right for it to only exist for TV. I wanted it to be kind of a perpetual art project. So I found on the Internet Archive a complete uh, uh, repository of every episode of Walker, Texas Ranger. And I have it set up so that they're just always playing on my television, even when it's off. So anytime I turn on my TV, there's just automatically Walker, Texas Ranger happening. Just a low res. It looks like TVs from the 90s used to look. And it's, it's really done wonders for my mental health. Just that's a little health hack for all of you people.
4: I don't know if wonders is the right word. It's, it's had an impact on your mental health.
3: It sure has had an impact. I've learned how to do roundhouse kicks, um, uh, which I've 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 come to support as like the the primary method by which society should be organized. I think that's my Illuminati. It's all gonna be roundhouse kick based. That's I mean, Age honestly it would be an improvement. Made. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty good. Um, some of the most racist things I've ever seen. Um, <laughs> there's, there's an episode that's like set in the past when they're all cowboys. And like Walker's partner in the TV show is like in the normal show is like a black Texas ranger. And in the episode in the past, yeah. he's a former slave who was taught how to be a doctor by his master. And when he tells the Mormon missionaries they're hanging out with that he used to be a slave, they're like, oh, that's so terrible. And he's like, no, it was fine. It is it is uh. wild <laughs> the things you used to get away with on ninety TV.
5: Yeah,
3: uh, good stuff. Good stuff. Margaret, Killjoy, yes. have you yes. ever created a secret society? God damn it! You were just telling us about this, so I know you have. I
4: know. Okay, so I, I like I would um. Have lied maybe Ten for years ago,
0: backed you up, Magpie. You have no, wow, under wow, no obligation to tell this story
4: no no it's it's fine it, the the worst it, it, the, the 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 consequences of starting secret society have already happened which is that <laughs> we started a secret society we we put out a pamphlet we claimed to have been around for several thousand years we distributed it at a few places yeah you pulled back, an atom yeah exactly and that's why i was like laughing so hard at this like i was like what an asshole why would you do that um and in the back, it had this, you know, if you would like more information, please write to the following physical address. Because we decided that that was like spookier than an email address, you mm-hmm. know. Um, and then within six months, the house that was at the address <laughs> burned down.
2: Oh, do you know why?
4: <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea why the house burned down. <laughs> oh, Curious. Okay.
5: Curious, huh? Huh? Interesting.
4: Yeah. Should have, uh, should have, uh,
5: should have uh, bought a PO box, huh?
4: yeah yeah it was a it was an amateur
3: mistake yeah that's why people cannot currently send us anything. It's a fan post on the subreddit that their package got sent back it's because we need to get a p.o box set up but that would so require this is, me this is, leaving this is, my house
5: this is mm-hmm. secret society advice 101 <laughs> yeah. get a
3: get a p.o box get a p.o box yeah. <laughs> or use the address of an enemy Maybe someone who you think is like at risk of losing their mind and just have them suddenly receive hundreds of letters from strangers around the world who think they're the center of a conspiracy. That's actually where the story will end in like three or four episodes as a spoiler. (laughs) That, That so that tracks very clearly. We're talking about the the Illuminati, which has just been formed by Adam Weishaupt. and he has decided the way to save the world is to lie to a bunch of rich people and make them think they're wizards so he can buy nice books. That is that is the center of the actual Illuminati conspiracy theory. So there is a conspiracy theory. It's just a lot funnier than I think most people tend yeah. to believe. Um, <clears throat> so one of the things that's interesting to me is that kind of like as the organization changed over time, the main thing about it, because... The, Adam goes through some ideological shifts himself. The main thing that's consistent about the Illuminati is that he's lying to nearly everyone in it, right? That's like the most, like, uh, uh, the part of it that that carries through the most. Um, so he he, he he recruits a couple of dozen people successfully, but then kind of like, stalls out and can't get more people and he gets some advice that like well maybe if you join the masons you could like recruit people from within the masons and that would allow us to like get some more blood in the organization so he owns a, joins a masonry organization like a masonic lodge in munich um and his plan there is he wants to like rise up high enough that he can get his own official lodge and start it in ingolstadt and then kind of move the Illuminati into this Masonic Lodge that he creates and just have this Masonic Lodge actually be the Illuminati. So he's basically trying to, like, incept a secret society within the Freemasons because it will help him recruit.
4: I mean, um, so it's entryism. It's like the yeah, yeah. the communist tendency of entryism. But like, yeah. In- This sort of thing happens a lot
5: with these like esoteric groups and these secret societies and orders. Like this, the this style of growing your own little weird cult is very consistent. Like this is this is a technique that gets used like even 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 till today, but across a lot of the different kind of orgs that popped up that were like inspired by the Illuminati and by the Freemasons. This this thing happened a lot this yes yeah, this, this style this of nesting all
3: of conspiracy society exactly yeah. exactly
5: and like joining joining one group to like feed off
4: their members and start your own yeah. branch
5: off organization and it's like it's very very consistent
4: yeah nothing and this, says this is a popular idea like there's only a tiny number of people who are willing to do this so we have to snipe <laughs> so, each other so numbers. we have
3: to steal from another we have to we have to like is it is it actually a magpie that's that bird that like lives in the nest yeah. of another bird we have to do that <laughs>
4: oh no that's a isn't that the cuckoo is that the cuckoo
3: i'm not good at birds um magpies steal shit
4: welcome okay. to behind the um, do podcast where we get into
3: <laughs> <laughs> where robert where robert lists the two facts about birds that he knows <laughs> (laughs) 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 um so one of the it brings in this works really well and the fact that like he is now recruiting through a masonic lodge for the illuminati and everyone knows who the masons are this brings in hundreds of new members and one of these new members is a 28 year old diplomat from hanover named adolf knig knig it's really weird k-n-i-g-g-e I'm just going to pronounce it the way that, that feels best to me. I, I don't care. So secret societies and fraternities had been the coolest organizations in Knig's world when he was a little kid. Um, he, he is a secret society nerd. And so as a teen, he's reading everything he can about these new fraternal organizations spreading around Europe. He describes himself as a child as stricken with our era's greatest disease, a yearning for secret connections and orders. Um, As a little boy, he'd actually created his own secret society and invited his friends to join. They'd worn silver cross pendants and drawn up a list of bylaws. I think I'm certain they excluded girls. Um, It is Mm -hmm. there's there's a very like Calvin and Hobbes aspect to this guy's childhood. Um, I hope they used a P.O. box. (laughs) Yeah.
5: This child's house burned down after distributing a book amongst its neighborhood, claiming to be in a lineage of secret mystics dating back to the Gnostic period.
3: So, Knig had maybe Knig was a Gnostic. So, Knig had joined his local Masonic lodge and risen as soon as he could, right? Because he's big nerd yeah. for this stuff, and he pretty very quickly, as quickly as possible, rises to the highest rank within his lodge, and then he's like, "Oh, really? Is that is all that there a is?" Canite? Yeah, I think it's a canite. <laughs> he is, <laughs> and, he is canited, yeah. yeah. And canig is like, was that all there is? Because okay, this is well, just like. I looked
0: up how to pronounce it, but I really don't think you should say it. <laughs>
3: Oh yeah, I mean that was part of part of my thinking oh on my the god, matter like too, Sophie.
5: Checking
4: so you don't seem stupid, but I think we should go with that bit after No, we... Knig is gonna be less problematic. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. So <laughs> uh... Why don't we call him by his first name, huh? Yeah, I've <laughs> yeah, uh, never thought Adolf. Yeah. What, like, Adolf? Like... Yeah, that's not problematic. Yeah. <laughs> There's no bad history
3: with Adolf's.
4: So <laughs> I still such a common name. <laughs> oh, we should put all of this. It really, <laughs> no, it really is. This just, is all stay good,
3: Sophie. There's not a lot that's funny about Hitler, but it is kind of funny that he just torpedoed the German equivalent to like Bill.
4: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just nuked it.
3: <laughs> oh man. <laughs> uh, good stuff. Good stuff. Every now and then when you're reading about, like, particularly, like, German-Jewish communities pre-Holocaust, you'll run into, like, a German-Jewish Adolf and be like, oh, man, what an unfortunate name for you to have in, like, 1931. Yeah, geez. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, as a little boy, Koenig is all into these secret societies, and he joins his local Masonic lodge, he gets as high as he can, and then he's like... Is this really just like a discount club for rich people? This is basically Costco with yeah. costumes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Adam gets very disappointed, um, and he's hanging out in the lodge one day, kind uh, of bumming. Uh, Adam out. gets disappointed. Oh, so not Adam. Um, um, Adolf, Adolf. gets disappointment.
4: Little but young Adolf. Yeah. Little
3: Adolf. And yes. he's hanging around this lodge one day, kind of bumming about the fact that the Masons are silly. And then one of these dudes, because by this point, Adam Weishaupt has sent agents of the illuminati out as recruiters to other lodges (laughs) and one of these people walks up to knig and is like you seem like you're kind of bored with the masons and knig is like yeah it's it's a little silly and this guy's like you know there's a real secret society that's hidden in the masons (laughs) that only a small (laughs) number of people get to join (laughs) and so yeah he makes his pitch um and uh yeah knig is like uh, that's exactly my shit. And he like goes to a bunch of his friends who are in the Masons and he tells them this guy And he says, there's a secret society inside the Masons called the Illuminati and I should join. And his friends are like, I don't know, dude, it's probably bullshit. And Knig boldly <laughs> does not listen to his friends. Um, <clears throat> Weishaupt sends him a letter later that year where he thanks Knig for his interest. And he's like, you must be a super smart guy to have figured out that the Masons, there's nothing there, right? <laughs> you're so smart, we think you're ready for our little organization.
4: <laughs> so, like, so, <laughs> this is, so... Just... This is dead tip. This
5: is,
3: like, the secret you truth. Know, what's really the funny... Group of suckers. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> you go to the group of suckers to get suckers. What's going to be really funny is when you learn why we know all this. So... Okay. Knig ends up promising, or um, Adam ends up pro- getting Knig to join the Illuminati in part because he promises to fund Knig's experiments in alchemy because um, he wants the guy to act as a recruiter. Knig is very charismatic. He's very connected. He's a diplomat, so he's he's good at talking to people. He's really respected. And this proves to be probably the best administrative decision that Adam's going to make because in a very short order, Knig has brought in more than 500 new members. Wow. Oh, shit. Um, yeah, he's very good at this. At the same time, Weishaupt succeeded in pushing changes to the Masonic bylaws that allowed him to establish additional Illuminatus lodges in the larger organization. In time, the Illuminati grew to around 2,500 men, although there's debate about whether there were ever more than like six or 700 active at a time, um, which seems seems reasonable. Yeah, that, that makes sense. It, yeah. Pretty good size for a secret society yeah. at this period of time. So... <clears throat> The problem is that Knig rises through the ranks, as he had with the Masons, basically immediately. And he is not a dumb guy. Um, he is an, at least intelligent enough to realize something's up. And I'm going to quote from the book The Illuminati by the Charles River Press. Uh, the recruits began to raise their eyebrows, badgering Knig with questions about exactly who it was that they were serving. Up until this point, no one seemed to have an inkling as to who the other members of the Supreme Superiors were, apart from Weishaupt, and when Knig failed to produce these names, many began to grow wary. König approached Weishaupt on a number of occasions, and he grew even more discouraged when Weishaupt dodged his questions. In an effort to distract him, Knig was tasked with composing pamphlets about recruiting guidelines and constant updates featuring the most minor of changes. By the next year, Koenig's patience had worn thin. It was only when Knig threatened to walk that Weishaupt finally came clean. To Knig's horror, Weishaupt admitted that the supreme superiors, the ancient texts behind the topmost level of the Illuminati pyramid, were entirely made up. So, Knig learns there's absolutely nothing here. Now, at this point, Knig is balls deep in the Enlightenment. He is very obsessed with these ideas of truth and openness that are kind of revolutionary in a, a Europe that was still largely run by Catholicism. Uh, he's offended by the fact that Weishaupt had lied and basically recreated this kind of system of, of you know, secrecy and lies uh, just in a different form. Um, Adam realizes that Knig is going to be a problem because he's got these kind of principles. And so he begs him not to tell anybody. Um, he instead tells Knig that I've, I've been waiting all this time, all this time I've been building the Illuminati for a worthy collaborator on the great work of creating this organization um and quote i have found none other than you who penetrates into the spirit of this system as deeply as i do she says. <laughs> yes
5: <laughs> meaning meaning he's the only one that can smell the bullshit
3: yes you're the only one who's realized i'm lying to everybody <laughs> so to keep knig from leaving he offers to let him write the curriculum for the inner mysteries of the illuminati i mean it's yeah li- that is that is yeah. the right call at this point Yeah, that's that's a smart move. Uh, It's kind of like if L. Ron Hubbard had taken an apprentice to help him write about, like, Xenu or whatever. Knig takes the deal, but he's not thrilled with it. He is devastated when he realizes the Illuminati is younger than him. Um, but he's recruited all these guys. So a big part of why he doesn't leave is like he doesn't want to tell all of his friends that he he got conned and that they all got conned too. Yeah. So he he is, ri- he
5: is like, he's like in too deep. It's the sunk cost fallacy. He now has yeah. to like make, he, he, has yeah. to like, he, he has to like make it real now.
3: Yeah. And he does. He writes a whole curriculum filled with the kind of elaborate magical rituals and ceremonies that were all the rage in Central Europe. Now, this was the right thing to do for the Illuminati, but this really pisses off Adam Weishaupt because Weishaupt, hates all that stuff, and is only doing it to take money from rich people. The two fought constantly, and after four years, Knig resigned. Sources dissent on exactly why this happens, but there are claims he left in the middle of a loud fight, shouting that Adam was a megalomaniac with delusions of grandeur. So it ends the way all all radical political organizations end. (laughs) Uh, Knig would later write his version of events out in a pamphlet, um, basically a zine, which remains our best source of yeah. events. Like, it is funny how how all of this has never changed.
4: Uh, it's good stuff. Talk zine. Yeah.
3: Um, so as an aside, uh, I, I, I should note here, because we've used uh, Massimo and Trovine as a source for a couple of these quotes here. One of the problems when you go to research the Illuminati is that it is a bitch to Google. Um, I have used also uh, a, a couple of different chat systems and, or uh, search systems, including an AI-powered one. But like one of the problems with researching this is that a lot of the people who legitimately are experts on the Illuminati are also cranks themselves. Um, so... That brings me back to Massimo Trovine, because I have quoted him a few times, and because this <laughs> is interesting, we got to talk about him just a second. Now, I have cross-checked his write-up with other sources. His write-up on the Illuminati is extensive and accurate. Uh, it's geared towards dispelling conspiracy theories, and it does this well. However, Massimo is, as I stated, a sociologist of religion. He's also an intellectual property attorney, which is interesting, given the connection between that and secret societies. Um, he is very knowledgeable about the history of secret societies. He is also the founder of the Center for Studies on New Religions, which mostly exists to defend cults from governments trying to stop them from hurting people. Massimo has spent much of his career defending the Church of Scientology in court, and he is described as a <laughs> cult apologist by his critics, although I believe he's a Roman Catholic.
5: <laughs> Whoa, that's interesting. Yeah,
3: Whoa. he's an interesting guy. You run into a lot of dudes. like He's one of the less sketchy people who writes about the Illuminati, because at least he's <laughs> doing it from a historic basis but he's also a professional cult apologist it's very strange
4: yeah just, while working for the largest
3: established cult yeah in the world it's awesome um it's just it's fun you keep running into shit like that as you like go through books and articles and are like who is this guy who seems to know a lot about uh these the, the adam weishaupt oh he's a it's- crank
5: too it's, it's certainly interesting because, like, stuff like Scientology does have a direct lineage back to this Bavarian Illuminati. It sure does, um, yes. How it, especially through, like, the Golden Dawn and Aleister Crowley, which I, I I assume we'll get to at some point.
3: We sure will, Garrison. But speaking of Aleister Crowley, you know what Crowley would do if he were here right now? Buy one uh, of these products and
4: services. Make money by selling
3: at, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Our, our podcast is supported by gold. And if you... Move all of your investments to gold, it will let you weather a financial crash so that your investments can live to see the next
4: dawn. 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 There we go. Mm-hmm. There we go. Okay.
0: Happy Pride from Tomboy X, celebrating Pride in the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original Boxer Briefs for Women creating sustainable size and gender-inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit-tested for all-day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com.
3: My favorite spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. Wow, how have I been living like this? Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash behind. $45 upfront payment required, equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details.
2: We're back.
3: <laughs> uh, good
5: stuff. The greatest form of flattery is the sigh of recognition.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's I find the greatest true. form
4: of flattery to be people giving me gold. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to say that once I get the P.O. box <laughs> set up. Mm-hmm. Send gold. <laughs> Mail gold to gold. Margaret Kilstroy. I'm going I'm to argue yeah. with
3: you both because I think the greatest form of flattery is becoming a cult apologist Roman Catholic who builds an entire website to defend the Falun Gong from the Chinese government.
5: What the, the fuck? Really? Oh yeah. oh, yeah,
3: Garrison. That's where his write-up on the Illuminati is hosted.
5: No. Uh, the, the Falun Gong are such, like, boring as like, a
3: know, cult. I know, I know, I know. Uh, it's disappointing.
4: The Bavarian Illuminati, apparently.
5: Yeah.
3: <laughs> so all right so knig leaves and despite his absence by this point he's helped get the illuminati to such a side that it, size that it's become quite large and influential um and, and everyone while, breathes a
4: sigh of relief because they no longer have to pronounce his name yeah
3: nobody has to deal with the problem <laughs> of like trying to spell it's pretty yeah <laughs> and oh and boy like,
4: well let's call by his first name
3: so by this point as the illuminati has actually grown somewhat influential including a number of like, like Moderately prominent thinkers and some political people in in uh, Central Europe. Adder, Adam's own ideology has grown ever more radical. In letters to his followers, he expressed political attitudes that were adjacent to anarchism. "Quote: When man lives under government, he has fallen; his worth is gone, and his nature tarnished." Um, so he okay. he has he has gotten pretty radical by this point. And Massimo, our our cult apologist friend, notes in his write up. One element that distinguished the Bavarian Illuminati from other German Masonic systems continued to be its politics. Again, up to the degree of Scottish knight, the rituals preached submission to the authorities. But in the more secretive degree of priest, there were allusions to the advantages of replacing monarchy with republic, such as, if the king is not the best of the citizens, let the best be king. So... It's a little problematic. There's like elements of we should tear down the system. And also we should build a system whereby most people don't know that we want to tear down the system because we can't trust them with that knowledge. Um, And yeah, this is this is moving right along. But as with Nig, there are a few people who grow disillusioned with Adam's leadership. Uh, And one of them is a former member who starts popping up in bars and public places in Ingolstadt, getting drunk and telling stories of the Illuminati's initiation rituals. Now, these are based off the Masonic ritual. You're sitting in this, like, blind room alone for a while, blindfolded. um, And then at some point, the blindfold is taken off, and you're kind of, like, wandering around this space that's been set up to be kind of mind-altering. His story includes, like, an empty red throne with a bunch of ceremonial robes, a skeleton lying on a table with a crown and a sword at his feet. Um, and then at a certain point, the initiate is taken to his feet and asked questions and he's hit in the face whenever he answers them wrong. Um, so you've got that, that aspect of it too. Um, <clears throat> And there's, you know, that's probably broadly accurate to what the initiation rituals were, but more lurid stories than that start to spread, both from former members and from people who were just lying in that way that people do. And this starts to provide fuel for a movement directly opposed to the Illuminati. And now we're going to talk about the Rosicrucians. Now we've mentioned them before, uh, and I think I kind of derivatively referred to them as a fake secret society. I
5: did. I I did get kind of upset mm-hmm. in your in your Blavatsky episodes when you. They were are a fake ha- secret society, but okay, uh-huh, not, that, uh-huh. not that way. Sure. Yes, yes.
3: So the the the, the, the Rosicrucians <laughs> are an intellectual movement that bubbled up in the early 1600s, and like the Illuminati, it began with a con—a bunch of anonymous pamphlets that claimed to be the writings of a man who definitely did not exist. And were published, again, zine-like, claiming that a secret group called the Rosicrucians were working to reform Europe's political order and use science to advance mankind. Now, again, the person that was supposed to have written these never existed, but an actual movement in philosophy and theological thought evolves as a result of this and kind of in its wake because of how well it spreads and so there are different secret societies that are like the order of the Rosa Cross that call themselves rosicrucians they're not necessarily connected in most cases by anything other than ideology and they're not there's not like a, a central one that is the original one that we can specifically name but there are different rosicrucian societies up until the present day where i just read an article about how the rosicrucians now that they don't need to be secret are recruiting primarily on facebook um yeah (laughs) that makes sense i mean like that that makes sense yeah
5: in 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 terms of like viewing like like in terms of like thinking about their organic spread they chapters and like different split like splinter groups start the same way like different food not bombs chapters start around the country like Mm -hmm. it's like that that is this style of growth when it's like this decentralized zine format that are that are you know of pamphlets being passed off between you know weirdos who like reading in the late 1600s
3: well and like food not bombs the primary motivation in forming chapters is less a desire to be a part of a specific organization and more adherence to a set of values and beliefs like it it is and there's a there's a, a, a um so what are their a,
4: beliefs hmm? the rosicrucians
3: <laughs> um they're broadly they're they're not a secular organization but they are broadly mm-hmm. like pro-science and pro kind of natural like using kind of natural science to gain more knowledge about the world but there are there also there are elements of religious mysticism to it as well so they are kind of like a a christian religious mystic tradition that is also pro-science would be the broadest way of describing it i think um and again most of like if you if you read like historians who are experts on this they'll say that like well there were there are rosicrucian chapters rosicrucian societies more than anything, the accurate way to view it is as a an, an intellectual tradition that takes yep. off across Europe. Um, and the Rosicrucians are very influential, not just in their own societies, but within masonry. A lot of masons are Rosicrucians. Uh, and one of these Rosicrucian masons, who's in Bavaria, is a guy named Johann von Wolner, who starts to organize a campaign against the Illuminati, based on some of these rumors that are spreading in bars. He accuses Weishaupt, not inaccurately, of promoting atheism. In 1783, four Illuminati members, all professors, are arrested and interrogated. They broke basically immediately, testifying that the organization existed to disavow Christianity. Furthermore, they said, the Illuminati, and this is the thing that really pisses off everyone, supports the right to commit suicide. Interesting. Huh. Yeah, that is a huge part of the campaign against them, that they are pro-people having the right to commit suicide, and also they're, they're pro-abortion like this, this is yeah. this is very i mean this is not uncontroversial today
4: <laughs> yeah
3: so you can see why a bunch of dudes talking this kind of shit in the late 1700s are going to piss off the powers that be and these, one of those
5: these, these these university elites are talking <laughs> yeah. about having bodily autonomy and and voting and 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 not liking any kind of deity they're 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 closing themselves off from the great blah 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 blah. yeah yeah yeah
3: Yeah, it's very because it's the it's complicated because they're all a bunch of like they're, they've created this like very weird like series of lies to hide it but like the core of Illuminati ideology is people should be autonomous over their own bodies and maybe voting is better than kings yeah <laughs> um <laughs> Which up until about seven years ago was not a particularly controversial thing to preach in the (laughs) West. (laughs) So word gets out about all of these these scandalous deeds to the king of Prussia, who orders the Berlin Lodge seized by police. Um, In this in the Berlin Lodge are files and files of Weishaupt's political and social theories, all of which are deeply heretical. So this pisses off everybody even more, and an order is issued to the Freemasons by the king to cut all ties with the Illuminati. The, the Masons swiftly disavowed the Illuminati, and Adam uh, you know, finds himself kind of cut out and left in the cold, right? But his cred so, goes through the
5: roof. And then, oh my imagine, gosh! Imagine all of the discourse going on at the time. Ah, oh, mm-hmm. it would be fascinating stuff. Yeah.
3: If all these people had had Twitter, <laughs> <laughs> it would
5: have been so interesting. To like go through yeah. Twitter threads and just like random people complaining about what's going on. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, I hear they let. The, I hear. I hear they believe in the right to kill yourself. Um, <laughs> it, it would have been quite a time. So by 1785, the Illuminati has been banned in Bavaria and all across Prussia. Weishaupt attempted to carry on, uh, and it, this time he's kind of truly underground because it is now an illegal secret society. And for a while, they're able to like keep up contact between the different parts of the Illuminati. They've got like writers traveling between these hidden lodges, bringing like, correspondence and books between them and stuff. And one of these guys, who's also one of Weishaupt's closest advisors, is a man named Jacob Lands, And he is traveling from one cell in Bavaria to another Illuminati cell one day with like a big bag full of books and paperwork when he gets struck by lightning.
2: <laughs> whoa,
5: whoa. Okay, so that's cool.
3: There's a bunch of detail that I've given in in this smote, story about the word like is Smote. <laughs> about like specific <laughs> conversations people had. We know that because this guy gets struck by lightning and his corpse is found by the cops and being German police, they take it all into evidence and it's preserved to this day that's why all of this yeah. is known right like all of these papers were taken into evidence and like people who do care about the actual history can go read them like it's is, still a- available this is
5: like yeah. this is like this is like getting arrested when you're like scrolling on signal and now the cops <laughs> yeah. have access to all the chats <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's
4: except, a big problem except for Only your chats if, are oh my, a sack full of papers. <laughs> <laughs> and you got smited. Mm-hmm. And, yes, and, yeah, it's like getting and you were clearly killed by open. God. <laughs>
3: yeah. you, they,
5: they find your body with your phone open to signal <laughs> yeah. and they're like, "Sweet." <laughs> it's
4: like some Discworld shit in Discworld. Yeah. No one's an atheist because the gods go around and fucking murder you. <laughs>
3: um, I'm gonna read a quote from the book Illuminati again. Most damning of the indictments were the set of instructions drawn up by Weishaupt and addressed to the ostensibly active Illuminati members in Silesia. The members in Silesia were ordered to spy on the officials engage the authorities' knowledge and opinions of the order. They were also asked to provide input on who it was they believed had ratted them out to the authorities. So, like, literally it is. He's open with yeah. his signal for his, like, crime loop being like, hey, guys, spy on the government. <laughs> yeah. No, like,
5: this is this has gotten considerably more cool than, than, <laughs> In like, in, like, the past few developments. Yeah.
3: <laughs> so, obviously, the police don't like this, and neither does the government. So, there are more raids on more Illuminati safe houses, because now they know where all of them are. Um, They find more documents in the home. Which is They're the like,
4: problem with this style of organization, let's just yeah. be honest.
3: Yeah, yeah, it is. And another problem is that, again, Weishaupt has continued putting out propaganda, lying about the real nature of the Illuminati. So when they raid this dead guy's house, they find all of these, these these like pamphlets about how the Illuminati's secret leadership has total mental control over its members, and like they can't they can be commanded to do anything. And all this, this. is this is why you
4: never
5: shit post on Twitter because it's yeah, going to be used yeah. in court
3: against you. They were shit posting; <laughs> it gets them in a lot of trouble. <laughs> um, there are also other documents found order uh, arguing in favor of the right to abortion, the right to commit suicide, and in favor of atheism, um, all of which is dope. Uh, and now I'm going to read another quote from that book that's very funny. You're going to like this, Garrison. Most eye-catching of all were the blueprints for unscrupulous machinery and devices. Each diagram was given its own description. For example, there was one for printing knockoff official seals. Another showed a safe of sorts equipped with multiple locks, which would be used to stash classified documents. The last showed a device that produced false receipts, which could be used for underground abortions. In one of the folders, there was even evidence found of Weishaupt procuring an abortion for his sister-in-law. That, which that is like that's is extreme base. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
4: A, well, like they're, it, now they're not just advocating abortion; they're no. literally helping create the infrastructure to allow yeah, for abortion. Yeah, it,
3: it, it kind of seems like what happens because again, Fire shops
4: motivation
3: is like I want to trade and 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 like push illegal books on scholars. And once they get actually banned as an organization, he's like, well, I guess let's create an underground abortion railroad. Yeah, wh- wh- which is based. Wh- wh- what we're doing. <laughs>
5: What we're doing is already a
3: crime now. We may as well just do yeah. other crimes. Yeah. Unfortunately, the lightning guy. Um, But, you know, it was a good effort. <laughs> it was a noble attempt. So the media at the time goes into overdrive at this point, painting the Illuminati as a conspiracy to overthrow all of the governments of the world. Now, this isn't is gotten true. that
4: far yet. <laughs>
3: they hadn't they did want to, okay? <laughs> yeah. That is fair to say. They they weren't <laughs> pro overthrowing the governments of the world. They just didn't really and probably never would have had the ability to actually do this. Yeah. Um, and of course it's also worth noting most Illuminati members knew very little, if anything, of this. Um, yeah, in 1787, the same year the United States got its constitution, the elector of Bavaria prescribed beheading for anyone found associated with the the Illuminati. They are, it's interesting because they don't kill anyone over this. They arrest a bunch of people. Um, there are a number of folks, including Weishaupt, are forced out of Bavaria. They have to like leave. Um, but the folks who are like charged and, and like get in trouble and stay in Bavaria they're allowed to keep living their lives, but they have a bunch of prescriptions placed against them. One of them is that they can never communicate with anyone else who was in the Illuminati, even if they're like at a bar, having a beer, like they, they can be punished for so much as communicating with anyone who had ever been in the Illuminati.
4: I mean, that still happens. I've had friends be like, you yep. can't talk to any other earth first or including mm-hmm. your boyfriend ever again.
3: Yep. That's uh it's another, another tragic piece of continuity in radical history. So Adam flees the country. Uh, He winds up kind of holing up in a nearby city called Regensburg, where the local government offers him a yearly salary if he promises not to make any more secret societies. Whoa! (laughs) Whoa! What? (laughs) Yeah, they put him on retainer, like, Adam, like, we'll give you money, stop doing this.
5: (laughs) That's wild. You created a huge
3: problem for everybody. (laughs)
5: That's wild. That's
3: like, That's like so funny. It,
5: it's like it's like a it's like a government paying you not to not to like write any more anarchist texts. Yeah. Text don't, or something. don't
3: don't make any zines. We'll give you a salary <laughs> if you stop making zines. That's so funny. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, as far as we hmm? as far as we know, he takes it. Now there are conspiracies that he mm-hmm. basically goes underground and. either sends agents or travels to the U.S. and starts spreading spreading Illuminati values there. Um, But yeah, as far as we know, he obeyed the edict. We we have a pretty good idea of what he spent his life doing just because he writes a shitload more books. Um, He writes and these are all like basically he spends the rest of his life writing books and pamphlets defending the Illuminati against allegations against it. Like he's he's basically continuing. He, yeah, yeah, he's basically having like the 18th century equivalent of a flame war for the rest of his life, which is like 35 more years or <laughs> 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 45 more years. Um, he kind of never gets over this, and he's always angry that people have unfairly judged the Illuminati. Um, but he dies around 1830. Dr. Tony Page, who translated one of Adams' defenses of himself, summarized the man's life this way. Weishaupt's plan was to educate Illuminati followers in the highest levels of humanity and the morality based on his teachings on the supremacy of reason, allied with the spirit of the golden rule of not doing to others what one would not wish done to oneself, so that if the Illuminati alumni subsequently attained positions of significance and power, they could exert a benevolent and uplifting influence upon society at large. His project was utopian and naively optimistic, and he himself was certainly not without flaws of character but neither he nor his plan was evil or violent in and of themselves it is one of the deplorable and tragic ironies of history that a man who tried to inculcate virtue philanthropy social justice and morality has become one of the great hate figures of 21st century conspiracy thinking and that is that is kind of sad yeah. um yeah that w- that is not the legacy that you would want as like a guy whose goal was to kind of spread enlightenment and and knowledge in a more open society that like you become sort of the central figure of obsession for the people who work to destroy that society once pieces of it get built. That is, I can't really yeah. think of another story that's bleak in exactly that specific way. Um, yeah the the,
5: the 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 whole the whole lineage of this Illuminati thing has such an interesting like backfire effect. Yeah. Um, it 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 makes you like contemplate what what types of tactics are worth are worth using when in in this, in this type of like long-term long-term strategy of like passing down knowledge.
3: Yeah. And I, I think an argument could be made that like, well, probably part of why this backfires so much is that as much as he was committed to these enlightenment virtues of openness and like reason, He did it by lying and pretending to be teaching people magic. (laughs) Like, (laughs) so so maybe the fact that maybe that's part of why things went so bad. um, It's probably not a non-factor.
4: Yeah. I mean, and it's like... There's a reason that say at least leftism at least anarchism does a similar trage- or does this trajectory where you start off with like Bakunin is really into secret societies and then eventually anarchists start moving away from sort of conspiratorial work and towards this like open organizing still of crime right like in the in the 1920s I think in Germany the main people who were p- providing abortions were syndicalists and syndicalism is literally just a method by which to do crime at scale but it's like Open instead of closed, and it uses different types of things in order to provide safety.
3: And and it's interesting because I think, you know, he's a Weishaupt's a little early to be calling. There are very few people in this period calling themselves anarchists. No, no, I don't think anyone Um, is
4: at this point. Yeah, but I mean, like, just in terms of radicalism.
3: But people did, it is interesting. People did, like, elites in Europe who were angry and opposed to the Illuminati did accuse him of being an anarchist. Um,
4: Oh, interesting. Not Uh, in
3: like the, because again, it's not a, that's not a term with much political meaning at that point, but it It is. It sort of means terrorist at that point, Exactly, exactly. And I think he, he, if he'd been a century later, he might've been, I don't think he would've been a syndicalist. He was kind of very fundamentally an elitist, right? Yeah. That's why the Illuminati is what it is.
4: Um, He would've been Blanqui.
3: Oh, I don't the, know much about them. It's, is
4: the French guy who kind of predates Lenin in some ways. Yeah, it's, like, it's kind of like a vanguardist. Yeah, very sort.
3: vanguardist, right? Yeah. Like, y- you have to have this party, and they have to hold power in certain yeah. ways to themselves. And, yeah, yeah, part of the story here is that we are still dealing with the side effects of how problematic that can be. Because um, all a lot of this is going to echo on through the ages. But you know what will echo on through the ages most? The the the
5: dulcet tones gold. of mm-hmm. these
3: messages yeah. these trying to get you to buy things. gold. The products and services that support this podcast are like those pillars in the desert that are built to warn future people away from nuclear waste sites. Um, <laughs> but instead, they're there to tell future people where value is and what promo codes they can use to get access to truly quality products and services. So have a have a gaze at that.
0: pride from tomboy x we just dropped our pride 24 collection queer founded queer run and creating size and gender inclusive underwear swimwear and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin visit tomboyx.com to shop
2: rev up your thrills this summer at cedar point on the all-new top thrill 2 drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple launch vertical speedway And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com. This is it, your moment. This is your
1: time to make your
2: comeback with
1: Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity.
3: Um, they fall apart in kind of the mid to late 1780s and not all that long after the Illuminati gets banned and threatened with beheadings if they try to reform, um, that's in 17. 17- huh? Yeah. That's, that's, that's legit. legit. <laughs> yeah. Right, right around the time they start to be purged, the French revolution starts and not that long after, you know, it all comes to an end in 1799. That's when the French revolution kind of comes to, to its end. Right. Um, after about a decade of uh, pretty gnarly shit, it would it would be fair to say. Um, and the 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 nature of the French Revolution, the fact that it comes so suddenly, the fact that it is so bloody, that that it is such it, it so radically upends the power balance in Europe, it it's one of these things that like particularly elites in Europe cannot believe could happen organically. Now, obviously, if you actually look at the history mm. of the French Revolution. It makes total sense. Everything economically that's happening, the measures that the government takes kind of as resistance to, to it spreads, like the different kinds of austerity that people are asked to endure. It makes total sense that there's a revolution and it makes total sense anytime there's a revolution, there's a pretty good chance it's going to turn into a killing spree. Um, but people in Europe are like, but not, not normal people, like elites, particularly rich people in like England are like something this can't have happened organically like there must have been some sort of conspiracy behind this and so they start looking at like well what are these french revolutionaries what like what are these people especially at the early stages like what what are the three things they're all shouting for liberty egality and fraternity right well those are the same things the illuminati advocated yeah we've just we've just purged this thing in central europe came out of the masons that are speaking for this and then there's a revolution just a few years later once these guys go underground in france that can't be just a a coincidence right
4: yeah so i'm sold (laughs) i I now understand the connection thank you robert for doing this podcast to explain the how the french the bavarian illuminati caused the french revolution
3: oh yes uh of a problematic number of people are going to become convinced of that, Margaret. And one of those guys was an abbot. Again, all these Catholic motherfuckers is uh-huh. always, yeah, it's an abbot named Augustine Uh, And another guy who gets convinced is John Robinson. And, and Robinson writes a tract with a banger title, Proofs of a Conspiracy Against All the Religions and Governments of Europe Carried on in the Secret Meetings of Freemasons, Illuminati and Reading Societies. Serious, serious <laughs> banger of a title. Now,
4: I love how literal is, titles used to be.
3: <laughs> I, I want to kind of go into some detail about how wrong he is, especially when he connects like the, the 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 Masons and reading societies to the overthrow of the French government, because the Freemasons are, as we've talked about, influential in spreading I- Enlightenment ideas, uh, particularly in France. Um, But one of the things that's happening in France with the Masons is that, like, pretty much alone in the rest of Europe, in France, the Masons admit women. And this is because France is just a lot more advanced. And this is before the French Revolution, right? They start taking in female members and they are female Masonic lodges, which doesn't really happen anywhere else. Um, This is going to be an extended digression, but I think it's worthwhile because what happens here is fascinating. I'm going to quote again from Janet Burke's paper in the Journal of the History of European Ideas. Quote, "...as they ascended to ever higher degrees, always after having mastered and lived the ideas and feelings of the preceding degree, the women were exposed to the Enlightenment concepts of liberty, equality, and even a budding, uniquely 18th century form of feminism. They were taught to understand their rights as women and demand them from the world dominated by men." Yet the force of fraternity remained strong in each degree. Bonds with both their Masonic sisters and their sisters outside the lodges were solidified through the ritual process. The powerful rituals, the emotional bonds of sisterhood, the assertiveness of their incipient feminism, and the novel feelings of friendship as a union of virtuous souls made their impact on these women and altered the way they faced their day-to-day tasks. From the wives of judicial mobility heavily populating some of the provincial lodges of adoption to the glittering court lodges in Paris, powerful women worked both alone and with their husbands to alter environments outside the lodge, just as they had done behind the closed doors of their temples. An intense spirit of independence, strong dedication to charity, an interest in new ideas, and profound loyalty to friends characterized many of these women. So, contrary to this conspiracy theory, the Freemasons in France are part of the ruling class. Now, there's a, mm-hmm. contribu- a contribution that is made to the revolution in that anytime you have a revolution, it often is preceded by an authoritarian regime slightly opening up aspects of society in an attempt to, like, release steam. This is a thing that has happened in a number of cases. There's a piece of that going on here. But it's interesting to discuss kind of how integrated to the power structure female Masons often were. Princess Marie de Limbal, superintendent of the household of Queen Marie Antoinette, was one such of Lady Mason. She was outspoken, a reformer who got in constant trouble for her refusal to throw the kind of giant, expensive, hideously wasteful parties that the French royal family was known for. This is a problem when you're the superintendent of the queen's household. So eventually she gets fired because she's, like, protesting against the wastefulness of this kind of lifestyle that the court has. And she's pushed out of court until the revolution breaks out in 1789. Now, when that happens, all of the queen's, like, Friends abandon her, right? All of these kind of courtly friends who'd been attending the parties. But Marie <laughs> de Lamballe, she's very much invested in these these Masonic attitudes of fraternity, which for female masons, a big part of what the female like Masonic lodges are pushing is not just solidarity with other female masons, but cross feminine solidarity in a society that's male dominated. So even though she'd gotten fired by the Queen for her beliefs, Whoa. de Lambaul comes back after the revolution breaks out to stand by her because of this kind of attitude of radical solidarity that she feels like she has to show for the Queen.
4: How um, interesting.
3: She stays with her until the end. And in fact, when they are all captured by revolutionaries, uh, Marie de Lamballe is beheaded, her corpse is mutilated, and it is left directly in front of the Queen's cell. So she has to look at it while her head is paraded around Paris. Now, that's a bummer of a story, but I bring it up because it also shows another really weird continuity to modern day. Conspiracy theorists starting in the 1790s claimed the Masons and the Illuminati had started the revolution. In reality, a good number of the people massacred in the terror were Masons, and this is kind of the start of a long pattern in conspiracy culture of blaming victims for their complicity in some sort of convoluted scheme that they were actually the victims of rather than the perpetrators yeah. it, it, it that goes back pretty far too
4: well that's what's always so funny about all of this is like you're like oh the connection to QAnon and stuff which I, i'm excited to hear more about later but it's like the 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 cranks are not the conspiracists they're the conspiracy yeah. theorists the people yes. who spend around the conspiracy is the people conspiring about the conspiracy yeah the conspiracy
3: know? the conspiracy is marie de Lamballe being having like coming to the conclusion that it is important ...to show radical solidarity with other women and then dying for it. Right. Um, like, that's that's the conspiracist in this case. Right. Um, anyway, uh, none of what actually happens in France matters... ...because by this point, it has become a conspiracy theory. And in very short order, Barrowell and Robison's tracks... ...traveled across the pond to a little place you might have heard of... ...called the United States of America... Where a Massachusetts minister. Oh, you're not going to like it anymore as the story goes on, Margaret. (laughs) A Massachusetts minister named Jedediah Morse comes across them, and he grows obsessed with the Illuminati, which he decides is still out there and was clearly responsible for why things in France went so bad. So he dedicates, (laughs) (laughs) he he starts preaching and writing tracts about how the Illuminati is out there trying to, quote, root out and abolish Christianity and overturn all civil government. Now, Jedediah Morse is a textbook author as well as a a preacher, so he he had a lot of influence, and his his shit spreads, and it (laughs) spreads, and it spreads. On May 19th, 1798, President John Adams had proclaimed a day of solemn humiliation, fasting, and prayer, Um, but Morse did not give a lecture on any of those topics. From a write-up in Slate, quote, in that day's speech, Morse unspooled a bizarre conspiracy theory alleging that a shadowy cabal of villains called the Illuminati, an offshoot of the Freemasons, were aiming to destroy everything that Americans held dear. This group of philosophers' zealots, according to Morse, had secretly extended its branches through a great part of Europe and even into America. Their goal was to abolish Christianity, private property, and nearly every foundation of good order around the world. According to Morse, they opposed marriage, encouraged people to explore all kinds of sin. Century- Pleasures and proposed a promiscuous intercourse among the sexes. Time is a flat (laughs) circle. Oh shit! This is just
5: this is just your average twenty twenty three Senate hearing.
3: Yeah, he is a normal Republican member of Congress.
4: Yeah. (laughs) So, whereas like a lot of people are like. Yeah, yeah, no, that, but just, but not with pretending like it's bad. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> but that's all fine. <laughs> yeah, that's all like
4: normal stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm hmm.
3: I'm going to continue that quote. Morsk told his congregation that the Illuminati hoped to infect the people of America through a kind of cultural warfare. They were spreading their doctrines by worming their way in among Jesus. reading and debating societies, the reviewers, journalists, or editors of newspapers or other po- periodical publications, the booksellers, and postmasters.
5: Oh my God! It's just the, the drag <laughs> shows. <laughs> <laughs> culture war is coming for, those, for the for the
4: libraries. <laughs> mm-hmm. The culture war has never stopped. <laughs> I bet those people protecting drag shows are the yeah. Illuminati. Now,
3: one of the things that Morse also points out is that there are even some influential members of the founding fathers who were Illuminatus. Uh-huh. You want to guess who he names? Uh, f- Franklin? No. Jefferson? No. Neither of those guys are base Pain. enough. Paine, that's exactly yeah. right. Thomas Paine, famed Illuminatus, yeah. which is not me is nothing but a compliment to Thomas Paine. Yeah, know. yeah, no, totally. <laughs> the only truly based founding father. Yeah,
4: Franklin uh, kept wanting to be based, and they kept being like, "Or I could buy people." And his friends were like, "No, you were against that." Nah, he he got a well, I
3: don't know. Yeah, he 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 he, he became an abolitionist. um Okay. Yeah, he just was not like one of the things. That, one of the reasons Payne gets picked is that Payne is very, especially by the end of his life, very anti-Christian. He write like writes a book of critiques against Christianity, Fuck. um, yeah. in a way that's like, which is like you know, Sketchy again, the time. this is the eighteen hundreds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, no, says other... I'm not
4: afraid, like writing yeah. a fucking book against Christianity. In yeah, the 1800s. I, I'm willing to take a stand
3: against Christianity in the year eighteen hundred and fucking dot. <laughs> Yeah. Um it's yeah he's he's a bold man. And again yeah. Morse is a piece of shit but solid pick for member of the Illuminati among the founding generation. Yeah, yeah. Totally. yeah,
4: yeah. Um, he's the Bernie Sanders of the fucking Yeah, everyone's like oh that guy. He's a little <laughs> yeah. different.
3: That crank. Yeah. Now other notable figures in America at the time who jumped on the Illuminati conspiracy bandwagon included the president of Yale. Um and the the attitude like <laughs> This guy's attitude, the Yale president's attitude, is that Americans have to come back to God to defeat this satanic conspiracy. Where religion prevails, Illuminism cannot make disciples, a French directory cannot govern, a nation cannot be made slaves, nor villains, nor atheists, nor beasts. He reminded his readers that if this dangerous society succeeded in its plans, the children of evangelicals would be forced to read the work of deists, or become concubines of a society that treated chastity as a prejudice, adultery as a virtue, and marriage as a farce.
4: Yeah, uh uh-huh. It's just all the same. Yeah, <laughs> specifically that the religious yeah. freedom is to not let their children read mm-hmm. stuff. That is the religious freedom that they need.
3: I um. mean, it's interesting because it gets framed a lot as like, look at how crazy the GOP has gone. But the only thing religious freedom has ever meant in the context of the United States of America is the freedom to stop yeah. your children from learning things. This is yeah. the only supportable conclusion by the actual evidence. That is what... Yeah. People who talk about religious freedom primarily mean, in a political sense in this country, I want the freedom to stop my kid from encountering ideas other than what I believe. Yeah, totally. Which is cool. Anyway, homeschooling's good. Um, So, (laughs) the mania over the Illuminati spread as far as the former president of the United States, George Washington, who stated that he was satisfied that the Illuminati had in fact spread to the United States in an attempt to destroy it. Abigail Adams recommended Robison's book, which was basically an unhinged conspiratorial screed, to all of her friends. America's founding fathers and mothers bought into the Illuminati conspiracy theories so hard that some scholars argue it helped set a tone for the new nation that has remained with it ever since. In his infamous essay, The Paranoid Style in American Politics, which is Probably the single most important piece of reading anyone can read in order to understand the American right wing in a meaningful way, Richard Hofstadter describes how the anti-Illuminati conspiracy hysteria of the 1790s merged with a broader anti-Masonic movement in the 1820s and 30s. At first, this movement may seem to be no more than an extension or repetition of the anti-Masonic theme sounded in the outcry against the Bavarian Illuminati, But whereas the panic of the 1790s was confined mainly to New England and linked to an ultra-conservative point of view, the later anti-Masonic movement affected many parts of the northern United States and was intimately linked with popular democracy and rural egalitarianism. Although anti-Masonry happened to be anti-Jacksonian, Jackson was a Mason, it manifested the same animus against the closure of opportunity for the common man and against aristocratic institutions that one finds in the Jacksonian crusade against the bank of the United States. The anti-Masonic movement was a product not merely of natural enthusiasm, but also of the vicissitudes of party politics. It was joined and used by a great many men who did not fully share its original anti-Masonic feelings. It attracted the support of several reputable statesmen who had only mild sympathy with with its fundamental bias, but who, as politicians, could not afford to ignore it. Now, what does that sound like? I mean, it's
5: it's just, all of it... (laughs) <laughs> the 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 thing i was thinking of when you're reading that is just how much of the current stuff we're dealing with now will be viewed in this same way in like 200 yeah. years like yes. all the stuff around like 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 drag shows and covid and all like all this type of thing is like that's it's like this will be viewed in this same weird like Weird, like a uh, conspiratorial yeah. lens in in the future, as there's like you know group groups of antifa defending these drag shows, and there's people in the government talking about this yeah. organized effort to blah 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 blah. It's like it's 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 all it's all the same style of conspiracism that just it's 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 always interesting to think that you're like that you actually are like living through history, and what no. what 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 you're experiencing now will be reminisced on the same way we reminisce on these weird like. These weird anti um, Mason movements in
3: like the early 1800s. Yeah. I like your the
4: optimism fe- about the continuation <laughs> of
3: society. Yeah. I, th- I think the future, ver- <laughs> at some point, the future version of a podcaster, which will probably like, be a guy sitting around a barrel fire in the ruins yeah. of Chicago. <laughs> we'll tell all of this story but with like an extra couple of chapters. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> uh, good stuff. Margaret, yeah. how do you what's the best way to start a barrel fire? Is it lots of gasoline? I mean, that's the fastest
4: way to start. That's a the fastest fire. way to start almost any you kind do of fire. Is you take uh, You take the mystery gas can... Because there's always mm-hmm. a mystery gas can. Yeah, the one it's- that's been
3: there for a few years <laughs> past, what you want to try putting in your car.
4: Yeah, and it's also like you're not, you don't remember if it's diesel. You don't remember if it's gas. You don't remember yeah. if you added some oil to it. It might have been the one that you did like one to five. Maybe where you live floods a lot and there mm-hmm. might have been, like water might have gotten into it and you're not sure. Yeah, that, the untrustworthy gas can. The untrustworthy gas can is how you start a barrel fire mm-hmm. in my experience. <laughs> that, that
3: is the best way to start a barrel yeah. fire. That's why you gotta rotate out your 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 good and bad uh, fucking fuel cans. Yeah, or um, r- r- label them. N- no, no, <laughs> no. That's never going to happen. Okay. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm like 80 percent good at tasting the difference between diesel and regular fuel. Um,
4: you I, ever see I'm, the I'm, people who um? You know the the there was that campaign you can't drink oil or you, you yeah, like so then all the which is a people. lie. Yeah, well, that was the, the, I mean, kind of reasonably, in some ways, the right wing people would go on YouTube and then uh, drink motor oil, like clean motor oil, not used motor <laughs> yeah. oil, and be like, look, it's it's, it's kind of neutral. It's so funny.
0: <laughs>
3: I I I think that we should have just gone harder with that and, like, basically tried to do, like, the gallon of milk challenge, but with, I don't know, like, diesel fuel. Um, yeah. <laughs> just see what we can get them to do. Yeah. You <laughs> we're prove ne- it to we're the never... The, the libs need to accept that we are never going to argue our way out of this. You cannot no. convince people of anything uh, like uh, about the irrationality of any of these movements because they are based in irrationality. But we could probably get them to drink diesel fuel if we all work hard at it. And that would be really funny.
4: <laughs> this is what I'm going to read into the transcript that the. the The bard who has this as a transcript to read around the barrel fire Mm -hmm. got it from court transcripts. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. After the
3: entire state of Florida dies in a diesel accident. Yeah. A a freak diesel drinking accident. (laughs) The remnants
4: of Florida of the cool zone media.
5: (laughs) Well, thank you for being a part of of, of passing off this arcane
3: knowledge Mm -hmm. to the... (laughs) to the future
5: generations you're all in
3: a secret society tell anyone who asks that this podcast is just about you know hitler or whatever that'll that'll get him no tell him it's true crime tell him tell him some broad got murdered and we're gonna like spend 30 hours talking about it (laughs) (laughs) anyway the broad who got murdered was civil democracy yeah Uh, (laughs) margaret got anything to plug
4: Yeah, um, I have a podcast. I don't know if if you're listening, if you like podcasts or not. But if you do, maybe you like history podcasts. And if you do, I've got a podcast for you. It's called Cool People Did Cool Stuff. It's available on Cool Zone Media. As long as Cool Zone Media is still exists and has not been sued into oblivion by the remnants of Florida, up until we go down, taking out Florida like Gandalf fighting the Balrog.
3: Yeah, (laughs) just falling into a pit together. (laughs)
4: <laughs> okay, as someone who lives in West Virginia, I have to be a little bit careful when you blanketly make fun of people mm-hmm. of a state. <laughs> um, but that said... Look, man, I grew up in Texas. If there's one yeah. thing
3: that entitles me to do, it's make fun of Florida.
4: <laughs> yeah, okay, fair enough. And then also, uh, if you want to make fun of a bunch of other people, you can read my book Escape from Incel Island, which is mm-hmm. about making fun of incels and then feeling sort of like troll's remorse halfway through writing mm-hmm. it and actually start talking about what's wrong with the prison industrial complex. Um mm-hmm. And that is available from TangledWilderness.org. You can get it wherever you get books, probably. I don't know.
3: Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Well, be strange in a Tangled Wilderness, and we'll continue ah. to be normal here in not a Tangled Wilderness.
0: Uh, do you want to ask Garrison if they have anything they'd like to plug? Or is wow. this just clear Garrison B- Erasure happening bold.
3: right now? Uh, Garrison is, is so secretive about what they do. Would they would they want people to know? Would they want to to spill the beans? I
5: don't know. Why beans? don't you let
0: them speak for themselves?
5: I can't. I can't. Believe so I'm anyway. this no. I can't <laughs> believe. I'm. I can't believe I'm facing this type of uh, Gen depression. Z discrimination. No, this is you, you're trying. You're trying to silence my uh, my my enlightened knowledge. But no, um, if, if you want to hear about a collection of people who the Georgia government uh, that is the state the state of Georgia alleges is a is is a secret is a, a secret coalition of, of of organized people who are who are who are fighting against the government you can listen to my recent series on the defend the Atlanta force movement and uh, the different types of state repression that they are facing using very similar kind of conspiratorial you know, group association type language to to try to hurt the people that are that are actually trying to stop a forest from being cut down. So that that uh, uh, a batch of four episodes just came out on It Could Happen Here. That is most of what I've been doing the past month.
3: Woo! So go do that. Uh, check out those episodes, which should be out by the time this airs. Will certainly be out by the time this airs. Um, and and go. Again, I really can't advise you enough. Go weld galvanized steel without wearing a respirator. Uh, it will reveal to you hidden truths uh, from the secret masters of the world. That's, that's They're hidden in galvanized steel. It's like a genie's bottle. you got to break it open. See, and then you can fuck a genie like that new Frank <laughs> Miller movie, which was pretty fucking dope, in my opinion. Wait, what's the movie where they fuck a genie? Oh, it's like, it's like 3000 years of solitude or something like that. A thousand, okay. I, don't know, I forget the exact title, something of solitude, but it's like, it's Tilda Swinton fucking an Idris Elba genie. It's pretty dope. Huh.
4: All right. I think you should, uh, you should tell people that not specifically the liberals don't want Biden is coming for your right to, <laughs> to, to, to well defend a respirator.
3: Oh yeah. That too. Yeah. Joe Biden Uh, Just said during the State of the Union The late part in it that you didn't hear That he wants Americans to stop welding galvanized steel Without respirators First they Uh, came uh, for our gas (laughs) stoves And now they come
5: for our (laughs) galvanized steel
4: (laughs) (laughs) A real alpha Uh, male uh, mm -hmm. Doesn't wear a respirator is it (sighs) cucked Oh god Don't let that be the last word of the podcast It's cucked
0: Behind the Bastards is a production of Cool Zone Media. For more from Cool Zone Media, visit our website, coolzonemedia.com. Or check us out on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Happy Pride from TomboyX. X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit tomboyx.com to shop.